0: This is the Christology Podcast. We're here. Again, we're getting more episodes going. Yep. This one was kind of spur of the moment. Well, we've been it,
1: talking about it a long yeah. time, but decided to do it today.
0: What had happened was we started to watch the dog series. It's been on my mind a long time. And um, Rick Hogg, our good friend at com, Rick Hogg put a video together on Instagram. Um.
1: We should be able to link it maybe in the notes. We can
0: try. Yeah. Yeah, we will on on IG. But he um, hit me up. Well, he put this video together and I woke up uh, Monday morning and it was, you know, the 18th anniversary of when I lost Pepper. Wow. Yeah. In uh, February 4th, I always get the 4th, 5th. I thought it was 5th, 6th. I did too, but... Mm. uh, Rick got it right, I think, because Lance Cornett died the night before her. So thank you, Rick. Um, but that, you know, just I was like, wow. And then we went to watch that little short that night, and it put us both in tears.
1: Yeah, I couldn't finish it. I'll, I'll watch it later, Rick. Sorry. Yeah. It, beautiful.
0: Our boys saw it. How come you couldn't watch it, Laura?
1: Oh, it choked me up. Like, I remember that. I was... I was there the night after
0: she died and Lance
1: died. Yeah, in Iraq.
0: You were. So we that and then uh, just we're gonna we're dedicating this episode uh, to uh, a little fourteen-year-old Dachshund named Gizmo. Uh, he belongs to a man named Bill, who was in the Ranger Regiment, Second Bat, Charlie Company, Third Squad, and Weapons. Um I don't think he said what platoon, but I missed the Ranger lingo. He was in uh Ranger Bat and he had you know, he contacted us on Instagram and you know, he's like he wasn't a canine, but man did he help me out and um
1: not a working dog. He's
0: still no. a canine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much Um but that and then uh Steve Wood, our friend that I met through Tom Brown, his podcast um he sent a picture of his dog hmm. uh Heidi with his daughter of course i remember the dog and his name and not his daughter's name but i'll get there um and then uh yeah so zero limits podcast who has just thousands of listeners there a real podcast we're just kind of getting there um they reached out to us so they're going to interview us soon
1: i love that um going back to that picture with the little girl and his dog um we weren't gonna talk about this but I'll just throw it out there. We used to adopt our um our combat assault dogs out to the handlers after they were done working and they had small children and the dogs did just fine. I think that um big army makes I'm probably gonna get in trouble. Big army makes such a big deal out of adopting working dogs. Um but, you know, we've had real bite dogs that go home to two and three year olds. And and you said even on Target the dogs you know they knew the difference
0: always yeah we never had a, a kid bit i mean i'm sure it's happened but <laughs> they probably have a better record than we do of you know mm-hmm. uh you know hurting kids so how do they know i mean it's just incredible anyways yeah so uh you know and then uh just our friend justin melnick kelly robey guys out there doing awesome stuff for uh to educate people and i don't know we just want to thank them and um all that sort of come together this week, and all that to say that Laura and I—I'm going to interview Laura about her Douglas.
1: My Douglas. Yeah, I'd rather be the interviewer than the interviewee. <laughs> Just.
0: <laughs> I thought that too, hon. When I said, "Why don't I interview you?" But uh, this all one, right. wow. As as we said, okay, let's do it. Um, you know, we started putting together pictures and. Oh boy. Um, we did see something cool. I just, I like to um, kind of hit on the end and then circle back around. But like the, so the episode, or the name of this episode is Knowing When. And, uh, you know, knowing when to put your dog down with Doug was. It it just hit me five minutes ago. It was the same as me knowing when to send Pepper again that second time, knowing that that was probably it, but we'd done everything else.
1: Yeah, and I imagine that, you know, for the commander of that mission, knowing when to pull you guys out, you know, everybody was looking for Pepper, the little birds, and all the people trying to find her, and, you know, he had to decide when to bring you guys back because the sun was coming up and you know I it, that couldn't have been easy for him either you no. know pepper knew everybody she was no. you know everybody's friend
0: yeah so Laura um we're going to talk about about Doug and he was a very special dog I'm going to put his little uh, puppy picture up here um you can't see it but you know the one
1: yeah, We have some better ones. I don't, we just put the same picture of Doug up, but yeah, it's really one. a cute one. No, this one's
0: new. Oh, a new one. Okay. It hasn't been up here on podcast yet.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, and this, just so you know, this podcast isn't going to tell you when to make this decision. This is just our experience. And um, my experience was a vet tech in the Army for 26 years. And so I've worked in stray animal facilities and had to make help make those decisions i was definitely the worker who had to do it um and uh but pets too you know i'm old i've had a lot of dogs that i've had to make the decision for but doug was special
0: how did he um come to be
1: yeah so um about his creds yeah well he was uh the unit's first floppy-eared puppy we had um, Labradors before him, a few of them, and um, they just wanted to see if um, getting a puppy young and raising it in a totally working environment would create, you know, the best working dog ever. And uh, so we got Doug. He was um, eight weeks old, and I drove out to I-95 at a gas station, and I caught him from um, some guy that was driving uh, up north. Huh?
0: In Georgia, right? Uh,
1: he was coming from Georgia and going up north, and I just got this dog out of his dog box, and um, I felt so bad for him. He was so sweet and scared to death. but uh, So anyway, I, I brought him back, and um, <clears throat> he lived with me because um, we thought about having a puppy in that working dog environment. Anybody who knows working dog kennels, they're loud. There's
0: um, What years were these? Uh,
1: 2010 is when we got Doug. And, um, so I fostered him. He came home with me, and, um, I was instructed that Doug was a working dog, and that I had to be very careful with um how I brought him up at home, like it all of his joy needed to come from work, and he really was joyful about it, like he he loved it, he loved work and uh so,
0: somebody managed his joy. Pardon me, Somebody was in control of his joy.
1: We thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he didn't, he didn't have normal play. Like he would go to work and play all day and then he would come back to my house and just like crash out half the time. I didn't know if I had a dog cause he was so quiet. He'd just go lay on his bed and, um, and on the days that I didn't have to go to work, I had to find him a ride into work. Like he was way more important than I was, which is fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So part of his, um, Part of my job with this fostering was to get him out in town and get him used to like the train going through Southern Pines mm-hmm. and meeting people and just the social part of it. And I always thought it was funny, like more people knew Doug than knew me, which is fine too. But like, um, I bet if you walked around downtown Southern Pines, even though it's God, how many years later, I don't even want to talk about it. Um, they would remember Doug. Like he was... Yeah,
0: I took him to a men's spiritual retreat once when you and I were just getting together, I believe. And <laughs> and there was like Ray that does floors and he's, I took Doug along and to a men's retreat, you know, because he belongs there. Cause he's a man. He'd totally. He'd go to my, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like, is that Doug? I'm like, it is. You know Doug? Yeah, I did the floors at his house. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so he was pretty well known. Yep. Yeah.
0: But he was boring?
1: Yeah, it was really boring. Um, and maybe that's just because he had so much fun at work. Like, you know, he did the training that all the regular or adult working dogs did. You know, he went on helicopters and um, he went on aircraft. And um, I think they even fast roped with him. Like, Yikes. he loved, I mean, he was a big dog, but. Um, Zip. Yeah, everybody, everybody. <laughs> Um I don't want to say everybody loved Doug. The civilians loved Doug. The handlers not so much mm-hmm. because he wasn't a pointer dog and um you know.
0: Yeah, very different to handle.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But that's the point, right? I mean, yeah, single right? purpose like just tell yeah. us if there's a bomb, don't right. try to bite anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he was good at his job. He was really, really good at his job, but um yeah, so he was super boring at home. And so then um, I retired in 2014 and Doug was only four years old and um, they were going to give him to me because that's kind of what happens when you retire. If you have a dog, they let you have him. And and he was so young and he was very good at his job, but um, their unit was very kind to his people. And so uh, I wasn't going to take him at first because he was so... <laughs> boring like I was like why do I want a dog that has no personality whatsoever
0: can you tell us about the retirement ceremony like
1: oh yeah, yeah. so we had a retirement ceremony together and um, we had a big banner and it had my picture and a steel pot when I was 18 and basic training and that had Doug's little puppy pick <laughs> why does the cat have ta- duct tape on him
0: I don't know <laughs> okay <laughs> he must have been rigging something up
1: so um <laughs> All right. So, uh,
0: the boys aren't even here. That's the weird thing.
1: Yeah. Um, retirement. Yep. So, we had this big banner and, um, we rented a, um, bar downtown and we had, I think we had it catered. I can't remember anymore, but Doug was running around the party and he had his little Hawaiian shirt on. And, you know, people that, um, crashed the party were like, oh, Doug, you're retiring. Like, it was really that bad. It really, really was. Um, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. And then remind me, I have a story about that when we, um, when we talk about Aaron, another, another series, but, um, yeah. So he, he was this boring Labrador and, um, I, I just was like, I felt bad about him living in the kennels and that's why I took him.
0: Yeah you know but you retired and you you went right to work like most people coming out of the military what are you gonna do what are you gonna do it's not yeah how are you right or how's your wife and your kids it's what are you gonna do so like everybody you decided what you're gonna do
1: yep so i we started a company that's what everybody does you start a company and um it was called Veterinary Tactical Group, and I think that my ex-partner is still running it. But um, it's we taught um, trauma training to police officers and EMTs, and um, actually regular vets too, because like point of injury trauma is different than mm. pet trauma. Because point of injury, like if they make it to the vet clinic, more than likely they're going to live. But you know, with you guys if a dog's bleeding out, you were actually taught how to stop the bleeding. So, and bloat and stuff like that. So we taught the same things we taught our handlers at work. Um, we taught them in the civilian world and that was, um, amazing because I traveled all over the world, but when I was in the United States, I took Doug. So I think that, um, any of those folks out there that I trained, they would remember Doug.
0: Yeah. So this is a good time to say, uh, why we are talking about this on the Christology podcast? Yeah, all things were made, all things that have been made, were made through Christ. Okay, it says in the Gospel of John and, and many other pla- Hebrews. So uh, we, and we knew it was a good idea. I'm a theologian. You know, we're both retired military, but we do our things now. But uh, Christology, who Jesus is, the study of who Jesus is. There's just nothing literally that can be outside of this discussion. So, uh, again, in the Watch the Dog series, we'll get to theologically scriptural. I know this may be boring. A lot of people will get back to your story, but uh, it's important to know that why we're talking about this and why we're going to dig deep into some other ones, like you mentioned, Aaron Grider, is because um, dogs can just cut away all the stuff and get right to, like, whoa, the truth of life and so I just want to bring up one verse here, and then we'll leave that for the, um, the other episode. But Ecclesiastes 3.21, Who knows if the spirit of the animal rises up like a man or goes down to the earth? Solomon's writing that, saying, who knows? We don't know. Which means it may go up with us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I would like to think that. <clears throat> I think um, God created all these people beautiful beings and you know why not take care of those too i don't i don't doubt it at all
0: yeah so we were on vtg and doug was pretty much a pincushion stunt dog right
1: yep (laughs) stunt dog yep he um he volunteered for a lot of uh um bandaging and stuff like that and uh and he was good company you know um as far as having a dog with you, I guess. Um, but he really, really turned into a interesting character when he got his voice. And, um, that was. I don't know what
0: you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, all dogs have like this personality and you wish they could talk. And so, um, one day Doug just started talking. <laughs> thanks to my wonderful husband who um like helped him with his personality and like dogs know when they're making you laugh or when you're laughing at them and i think it just encouraged him like he really got goofy right yeah. don't you agree <laughs>
0: yeah and that was like and we talk about the v word on the show a lot the vulnerability but like we're doing it because it helps and people come out and say hey thanks so like that's why we're doing it that's the reward but yeah that was a survival mechanism for me as a kid. Me and my brother, who underwent some really nasty abuse, we had animals. I just remember doing the voice, and we both did it the same way, and we did that to each other, like just making jokes with a dog or a cat to like get through you know, what kids shouldn't be getting through. Uh, so that's where it that came from. So like, I never brought that out to anybody, Laura, but you were so... Sweetheart, I want to honor you like with this, you know, video and Doug, you, <laughs> um, just God, you help me, babe. Um, you know, God put you in my life. God put Doug in your life. It's all. <laughs> and you in my life. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the voice, it it not help me to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so gosh, um, then we went and lived on a catamaran on the ocean.
1: Yeah, Doug went with us and um he didn't seem to mind. I mean he <laughs> he was pretty easygoing and um you know we uh we had to bring the boat up from Florida and we were out in the Gulf Stream and it was just it was gorgeous. I totally varying off track here, but um We had a really, really beautiful day, and we had another small dog at the time, but neither one of them had gone to the bathroom in, like, 24 hours, so we were starting to get a little bit nervous. And, um, you know, I brought some dirt along and some grass, thinking maybe they'd go, but they didn't. So we're like, okay, well, let's just put them in the ocean, and that will probably, yeah, stimulate. We did have life jackets and a, a tether, but I'm not kidding. Okay, so this is another... Another story but for another day. But as soon as we, we all jumped in to cool off, we got back on the boat, got the dogs back on the boat, and I'm not kidding, we saw a shark go underneath our boat that was bigger than our boat or as big as our boat. Okay. I wish I had a picture of it. It was crazy. But
0: Our 39-foot privileged catamaran, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was huge, and I never swam again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so then we... um we lived on the boat for two years, and then we – he went out with us. He went everywhere. When we would go out, you know, 30 miles off the coast to go fishing, Doug went with us. And he uh, was a great little seaman, I guess, little sea
0: dog. <laughs> he was. I mean, he, uh, he didn't love it at first, but, oh, gosh, remember that time he, he had that collar on? Uh, you got those LED <gasps> oh, collars. Yeah. And it was wintertime, and, like, we were going to jump from the dock
1: it was nighttime, and it was winter, and I was inside cooking, and I had the music going, and um, Dave was usually the nice guy and would take the dog for the walk. And it was that year, um, 17 or 18, when we got ice and snow in North Carolina. And so you have to do a little jump from the boat to the dock, like, I don't know. Three feet. Three feet, and um, a little closer than that. But Doug was always able to do it, but this time he slipped, And we had these glow-in-the-dark collars on him um, just so we could find him. And uh, when he fell into the water, his collar, like, snapped off. But Dave didn't know it. So he was laying on the dock trying to reach down and grab him because there's no – if you've never been in a marina, there's no stairs. Like, you don't swim in a marina.
0: Well, before that, though, so he, he fell in. And I just saw his the collar like yeah uh, cascading down, and this is in January. It
1: was freezing, uh,
0: so I'm getting ready to have to jump in because I thought that was on him and he sank. And yeah,
1: uh, you were like pounding on the side of the boat, and I couldn't hear you because the music was up.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you're like listening to the Eagles or something. So like, I'm getting, I'm like, I gotta go in, and maybe we'll, but I'm definitely going in. Uh-huh. And um, I see, I just hear, and I see this. Remember how he swam like yeah. just his arms like, but he's under the dock, so I got to like convince him to like dug his head and, and get out, and he's just confused yeah
1: and then he was he was kind of fat at the time, so <laughs> trying to get and like the dock set up what two feet a foot a and a half from yeah. the water, yeah. so like you have to halfway get in yourself yeah. to try to pick this beast up so yeah. after
0: that that's when we in, uh well you invented the Doug extraction lift. device, or yeah. we had like an acronym for it, but it was you sewed up, you know, heavy duty fabric, like two hundred pound test, yeah. to be able to hoist dug out if it happened again, but it didn't.
1: Yeah. So where were we going? With well,
0: <laughs> <that>? <laughs> we lived on a catamaran, so uh, during this time, I we didn't talk about this before, but um, we're going to talk about your book. You, Laura, wrote a oh, yeah. a children's book that's just um incredible, but you also. Your paper that you published.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. So I did, um, I published a paper on um, causes of death in military work and dogs during the war. And um, so that's out there. You can Google it. And it's under Miller, not Yeah, Nelson. Laura Miller. Yep. And then, um, but more fun was the book that I wrote with Mandy Casserly and her daughter Naomi Komen. hope I got her name right. Um, they did the... Artwork on it, and uh, it was a children's book, and I wrote it for Dave and his daughter. And it just talks about working dogs. Um, you know, we bought them in Belgium, and then we bring them over, and um, some of the training they went to. And I threw a little, a few little things in there, like from my life. Like they said, they never um, hire a girl dog, and they did, and mm. um, just some fun stuff like that. But it does. Um, It talks about a dog getting injured in the war, getting shot, and his recovery, or her recovery, sorry, and then um, death of a dog. And um, when I was writing the book, it was to raise money for the soft canine memorial at the Airborne and Special Operations Museum in Fayetteville. So big disclaimer here. In the back of the book, it says that a portion of the proceeds – it might even say all of the proceeds are going to the Soft Canine Memorial. We've since closed that down, and I can't edit the book. So um, I'm technically not very good with this kind of stuff. So um, anybody out there on Kindle Publishing that can help me fix that, that would be great. But um,
0: Yeah, and I I just put the book cover up, and then I put the – the page with, with the dad and the mom and the kid. Hmm. How I became a canine commando. And it is a good book. It re- it is.
1: Yeah, I didn't know who the audience was really—adults um, or children—and I didn't know if it was too much for kids. So, like, I've I've learned since then. Now that I work at a preschool, that. Um, you have to kind of edit it and flip through some pages. So it's not all <laughs> yeah, appropriate for preschool right. age. So that's up to you as parents.
0: Yeah. So Laura, I'm putting <laughs> up now the, the, the two pages with our fallen partners. Mm-hmm. Can you want to talk about that? It's, you were talking about you know the paper and point of injury. Um, I mean, that picture's up.
1: Right. Um, yeah, so in the book at the time, it has a picture of all of the Killed in action dogs. Pepper's on there even though she was missing.
0: Okay, yeah, missing in action.
1: Yep. And um, at the time of the publishing, there were 52 dogs in there, and they're all, um, there was criteria. They had to be killed in action um, or missing in action Presumed and.
0: Presumed dead, but missing in action. Right. It's not like she just left. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. that you said that. I just, I need to say it like that's another episode, but I just had to say it.
1: Of course. Yeah. And um, I think I counted at the time. I haven't, I, I'm not sure if my number's right, but I'm pretty sure I knew like 23 of those dogs. Not all in our unit and other units, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot. And, yeah. you know, they're working dogs, but you get to know them. And um, yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. I'm. <laughs> I feel like I should put up a happy picture of you and I right now, so I am that picture of you and I in Maine back <laughs> a in— A
1: long time ago. 10 years, about 10 years ago. That's yeah. all
0: right. Um, yep. All right. So your paper and your book, um, all this kind of led to uh, <laughs> like something we're kind of dancing around, both of us, because we lost Doug.
1: May of last year.
0: Yeah. Um, very recently, and not to make it about me, it's not, but it hit me as hard as pepper, mm-hmm. and wow, so
1: yeah, that surprised me i when you said that um but it makes sense, I think, you know.
0: Um, I'm going to, Laura, I'm going to put up, we're going to go through those pictures now. You can do it, babe. I'm going to start with the one, not this one. Okay. This is him in May. He's got his ball. He liked his tennis ball, didn't he?
1: Oh yeah. He'd do anything for a tennis ball. Anyway. so, um, he had been struggling for a little while and, I think it was the hardest. Absolutely. Like to say, you know, now or next week or six months.
0: And you're a vet tech with 26 years. You've seen it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what would you tell people?
1: Quality of life. Um, The night before, Doug had been crying. He was
0: lost. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: In the house, and that was it.
0: Yeah, that, uh,
1: so quality of life, and, um, you know, sometimes we don't see that. I think I mentioned it at a different podcast how, um, I worked at an emergency clinic too, and um, there were so many euthanasias over the holidays. And I thought, what a weird thing. Like, why would people do it at Christmas and Thanksgiving? And my, um, you know, non um, scientific idea was that the kids come home from college and they see the dog, and they're like, whoa, mom and dad, what are you doing? It's time. And, uh, oh, wow. interesting. yeah. And the parents are like, well, you're here, let's do it. You know? And gosh, it was on Thanksgiving and Christmas day. Like I bet if somebody did a survey, it would be like a really, really, um, busy time for yeah. euthanasia. But, um, yeah. So that was rough.
0: So now I'm putting up this picture hunt of, uh, just the one with him with Norm behind him. Yeah. Where we have goodbye for now, Doug. Died Saturday, May 7th, 23. The best good boy. First flap of your dog in the unit. Our hearts ache. Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes 321. And, you know, there's some pictures of you and him, but I can't even look at those. Crush me. You didn't want I on that day, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I know so many people can relate, like... It's just, um, and respect for life. You know, I think I touched on that too, that people who choose to, um, like people actually asked for euthanasia when it wasn't necessary, especially in the military. Um, they're going overseas. They couldn't find anybody to adopt their dog. Um, obviously we didn't do it, but like that you could even consider that. So, um, yeah. And having to assist families with that, I cried with them. Mm. You know, it's yeah. human animal bond is huge. It's real.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's. But talking about this is, I think, why Bill Billy felt you know that he could reach out to us on Instagram and say, "I lost my mm. wiener dog Gizmo." Yeah,
1: I hear you. You know, it's like sad.
0: he tried to revive him. Like that's so when it. When I get to the point where. Yeah. We we had another dog, Falco, that was killed that we tried to revive, and it's just heart wrenching. And you have seen all that, hon. You have lived through all that, and um, still, right? Doug hit you like a bag full of bricks.
1: Yeah, the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah. It really was. But what did we used to sing to him? Do you remember the little song we made up? Yeah. Who knows if the spirit of the non-gress <laughs> <laughs> yeah. silly but it's from that verse yeah. it would sort of cheer him up and um, yeah. when we were there and uh, God when he uh, when he uh, he gave me that look woo so like I just want to say the reason I uh, became a Delta Force operator was so that no man could ever tell me I hadn't done anything I could there's nothing outside of my realm of manliness I know that now <laughs> I didn't know why I was driven to do that then
1: yeah
0: don't anybody out there ever ever feel bad about shedding a tear losing a pet a cat a dog a bird I don't care Yeah. it's real because it's life and it's how we relate God put it there in our lives so that we can relate to the importance of life yeah Laura like you said Okay, so just I know I don't you don't want to dwell here, but again, knowing when it was, yeah, um you know when you know, but you don't always know,
1: <laughs> yeah, right, I was devastated and um, bawling, you know, yeah, somebody else decide,
0: yeah, and we prayed through it, yeah, and we just. You don't want to go too early, and that's that's a good thing. That's that's respect, you know. Yeah. And we didn't we didn't go too early. It was you knew when you knew when when he was scared that night. Yeah. You didn't want him to be scared. Um, putting up the picture. It's just his last day. Him laying there out in our yard, and me laying with him. Um, man, oh man. And now I'm gonna go back to his Happy Picture? Yeah. Well, his Clint Eastwood picture. Yeah. <laughs> because I love that. And um So then uh gosh, I'm gonna throw this in. This this also all came from when I well was a guest on um Origin K9 with Tom Brown, somebody, well it was Steve Wood who had watched and asked a question, how do you get through this? And it was like, well um, you just, you get through it. Mm -hmm. You and I, gosh, we had each other and we had so many resources and like, we're fine. Now you wrote a book. We made the HBO documentary. Mm -hmm. We were on seal team with Justin Melnick who handles data and pepper. Now he named, you know, so we've, we were consultants on the movie dog. Um, we've, we just had all these interactions, which is the process of, of helping. So, um,
1: Right, and not that you need all of that. I mean, that's just uh, was our process.
0: We got lucky.
1: Yeah. But like, you know, um acknowledging and recognizing that you're in pain. Yeah. And not trying to ignore it.
0: Yeah. And this will be another episode, but there are some just uh <laughs> like criminally wrong instances in the military there 's just some some turds in charge oh, yeah. in charge of of men and dogs that do things that yeah are just wrong that 's another episode, um, but you know that just doesn 't need to be happen happening
1: and not just for the audience it 's not like euthanizing or killing a dog it 's more the um, personal toll that um, some of the supervisors the things that they did to the dog handlers, um, you know, during these horrible, horrible events. And, um, yeah, I think we should talk about those another time, but.
0: Yeah. And we will, but it's part of this, um, because the handlers have to get through this, the the pet owners, Mm -hmm. the elderly folks, the young kids who don't get to talk about it, man. Yeah. This is important stuff. This is big stuff.
1: Yeah. The, um, it took a while. I want to say I was probably there for um maybe 4 years and the unit decided that there would be a mandatory meeting with the shrink or the chaplain or both when you lost a dog it wasn't yeah. optional because you know tough guys they're so tough but they're not not when it comes to that. Yeah. Or so many things, you know, I guess. Yeah. So I thought that was a a really good thing to make it mandatory because then it's not you saying, I need help. It's like, I had to go.
0: Yeah, that's but. a step. It should be better than more than that, but that's a right. step.
1: I think it led to a lot of conversations that they might not have had.
0: Yep. Oh, for sure. It's, yeah, it's something versus, you know.
1: Yeah. Get back to work.
0: Craziness of, Yeah. Or or taking the dog, separating the dog and the handler, because one of them mm-hmm. hurt like that should not be happening.
1: Yeah, that was what happened with um, oh my gosh, Mika and yeah, John, John Dixon, yeah, and Mika. Yeah, if you haven't seen War Dogs, the soldier's best friend, then um, you should really watch that and have your tissues ready. It's a uh, yeah, really emotional.
0: Doug was fourteen, right, babe?
1: Yeah, yeah. He had a nice long life. That's yeah. a long time for a Labrador. So
0: And then uh you know man, like I'm not I'm gonna be vulnerable. <laughs> that's our thing, right? Yeah. The V word twenty twenty four, that's our motto. <laughs> so the voice, like I just all day, I mean throughout the day we're I'm making dog voices. <laughs> and I I have different ones. I know. I have we a got a female one.
1: We got a female dog. Douglas. Yeah. And <laughs> And, and Dave was going to use the same voice for her. Yeah. And I said, nope, she needs a different voice. And so that was her voice.
0: Yeah, I'm she, like, it can't be done.
1: Yeah. And so um, that's Gina. Her yeah. name was Gina Marie. And uh, she was just a stray. We called her Swamp Dog. There's actually a breed, a North Carolina Brown
0: Dog. Carolina Brown Dog. Yeah. Hoo-hoo.
1: So there was Gina.
0: And now we have Henry. Our friend Brian who passed away yeah. in October. Uh, we have Henry and Samson. He has a voice. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do that later. But yeah. I, I said all that to say um, the orbit thing. Like, after mm-hmm. a couple of weeks of Doug being gone and, you know, the sadness, just a way I can relate. Netanyahu, oh boy. Netanyahu, uh, Yanni Netanyahu. Who was killed in uh, in Tebe, the raid on Entebbe, He talked about just the, the not. He said, and thus, talking about the Palestinian Israeli conflict, just you know, on and on and on. Thus, you have the sadness, the infinite sadness of young men destined for endless war. Mm. That kind of hits on um, the innocence. Oh yeah, because that's what is going on with our pets, our, our work companions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what, right. I forgot about that. We talked about that, That the difference was, you know, losing Doug, he was so innocent and just so, um, he was vulnerable and, you know, versus a working dog that, you know, they're going to work and that is their job. And, um, I don't even want to get into the debate of, they don't know they're going into harm's way, blah, blah, blah. Um, just too much of that. But, um, like, there is a difference losing a dog. I mean, it hurts no matter what, but, um, you know, I don't know. I kind of think of, like, children and maybe children mm-hmm. and yeah. grown or adults. Not
0: to compare, like...
1: Of course not. Not losing a child, but, like, yeah. the mentality of right, right, the right. innocence of a child. Yeah. Um,
0: losing a child is... We You know, that's beyond...
1: I was thinking more. I, I Maybe I more didn't hard. make that clear, hun. but like... I know what Doug. you meant.
0: I know what you meant. I'm yeah. just saying it to okay. like leave right. no doubt that we are not even comparing in any way. No. It, this is a totally different thing. Yeah. But a thing nonetheless where God shows us, you know, innocence and loss mm-hmm. and uh, and pain and then... But then redemption... And your book, and, um, I mean, I cry every time I read it. It's, you know, cartoon drawings, but they're really good drawings. Yeah. And your writing is just, you were meant to do that book.
1: Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Every year. And this podcast. We get, our, we get our W-2s at the end of the year. Oh, jeez. Can I share that? Sure. And so like, it's the big joke or competition about who earned more. Dave on his residuals from SEAL Team or me on my yeah. book sales. And I think I had $57 this year, and he had 145 So yeah. Hollywood pays better, clearly. Yeah, I think you beat me in the last, you know. A couple years before that. Yeah, I did when,
0: when your book was hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made hundred dollars when yeah. you sold. <laughs> twenty. You know, yeah. At the uh, Soft Panda uh, Memorial, but that's the thing. <laughs> we are doing this um, Christology podcast to get to uh, truth. What is good? You know what is pure, because that's you know where God, the qualities that He gives us, we're created in His image. We are imagers of Him, uh, and that's what we're getting at with all this. You can see that picture of. Pepper was charcoal drawn mm-hmm. um, by one of the illustrators of Flora's book.
1: Yeah, Mandy drew that.
0: Yeah, and there's also the same artist. Oh, yeah. You she can did. see Doug over there.
1: <laughs> she had Doug in a tuxedo. That was a Christmas present one year.
0: Yeah, I said, hey, do you think you could do him in a tux? She's like, I think so. Send a picture. So there he is in a tuxedo. And like <laughs> one out of a hundred people notices Almost everybody looks at that and doesn't notice he's in a tux. Yeah. All right. So I'm putting his puppy picture up. That's what I keep trying to get to. And thank you, sweetheart, for being vulnerable, for being vulnerable. I keep trying to talk about the orbit. So after a few weeks, something just came to me. I was like, everything's going to be okay. Like I did Doug's voice, but like, and you and Cam looked at Cam was still here. Our daughter, she's eighteen. She's like, was that Doug? And I, th- said, <laughs> yes, it was. I'm like, <laughs> like he's orbiting, like, you know, going to be with God. Or so I was just being kind of silly, but it was the right time. Yeah, knowing when.
1: Yeah, broke and, and, and broke I, the sadness. Like yeah, it, yeah, lighten things up.
0: Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's what we want to do: is talk about it. War story. That was also the name of the boat that we lived on. Mm
1: -hmm. And um, yeah, Doug was funny. One last Doug story. Please. Yeah, he, um, (laughs) his voice. He would always talk about being on call and (laughs) that pager going Mm -hmm. off. And Doug never deployed. He was he was going to go, and then he didn't. But his war story is the pager. So.
0: It's a serious story. You hear that pager go off? <laughs> You're gone. That's it. Yeah, we joked around about that, sweetheart. Anything else you want to talk about? No, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah,
1: don't make fun of me.
0: <laughs> don't make fun of me? I'm the idiot doing voices. Thanks. Let's pray. Lord God, we, uh, we come before you boldly and humbly, and with humor and earnest hearts we thank you that we're able to have animals like doug and pepper and gizmo and heidi and tupac and dita and i can go on and on and on and on Mm. but god we're so thankful for these awesome animals um we thank you for them for doug and uh for the stories that we get to tell lord uh we thank you thank you for this podcast we pray for everybody out there um with animals, that they can see uh, what you got programmed in there for them and us to see, Lord. Love, the way, the truth, the life is Jesus, Mm -hmm. but all things were made through him. So we thank you that you made all things in your name, Lord. Amen.
1: Amen.